Hey there, my fellow warrior. Hope you're doing great today, this morning, afternoon, evening, whenever you're listening to this. Uh, you know, I wrote something the other day. I think it might have been. I'm working actually on a TED Talk. Um, just, you know, getting getting to the point where hopefully we'll be invited to a TED stage soon. But And it's about courage, of course. And um, But anyway, I was, I was just writing one part of it and I, I thought, you know what? I could put a period at the end of my sentence. I could put a period at the end of this part of my story, but instead I choose a comma. And I want to encourage you to do the same thing. To put a comma at the end of that story. You know, that part of your life journey. Don't put a period. And it's so easy to do that when all hell breaks loose. When the you know what hits the fan. Or as I call it, life's proverbial two by four. You know, you're diddy bopping through life, you know, and boom, in an instant, your life has changed forever. Most of the time, well, not most of the time, we're talking about a two by four upside the head. So I guess that would be all of the time. <laughs> These things that change your life forever are not in good ways. Sometimes we have things that come along and change our life forever in an instant. When we have children or we get married or any, whatever, any number of situations that could happen. But these, these um, two by fours come along and wow, we weren't expecting them. And I hope you weren't because nobody should be sitting around bracing themselves. I wish you could see me right now physically. I'm standing up doing this, you know, physically bracing yourself. Oh no, oh no, what's coming? What's coming? We shouldn't be living like that. So of course they are unexpected. So these things come along and they change your life forever. They put you on a path you never imagined or they send you into a, a dark forest of where there's monsters and, and, and scary things and it's dark and, and you're just confused and lost and you don't know how to make your way through. And then you kind of come out the other side of it and maybe it's not a good side, but you know, you're kind of making it through and it's really tempting to put a period at the end of that part of your story. I did a recent podcast talking about labels. It's kind of the same thing where you say, okay, well, that's it. That's how my life story ended. And you know what? I got to tell you, I just cannot get on board with an idea that God made a plan that your life was, was going to end like this horrible thing and nothing good could come out of that. See, because I just, I can't get on board with that. Because I believe everything can be used for good. So I think if we put a period at the end of a, of a bad period of our lives, that's our own fault. We're choosing that nothing good is going to come from that. We're choosing to not take the lessons, not take what we learn, not taking more courage, not allowing some part of that story to be used with some with something else, with another part of your story and become something good. That's what I'm doing. And, and it's, it's a battle. Don't get me wrong. But what's the alternative? Really? You want to put a period at the end of a sentence? A part of your story when your life isn't over yet? Why would you want to do that? I know people who seem to be still stuck in their childhood. 
you know, some childhood trauma. And, and this stuff is real. I had some of my own childhood trauma and things that, that happened. And, but I refuse. Seriously? That thing that happened when I was eight or six or whatever, that is not my life story. Sure, it affected me, but what can I learn from it? What can I do with it? How can I be more empathetic or whatever it is that you can use it for? You know, and you, you might need to get some help in working your way through it. But the point is, do not put a period at the end of the sentence and say, well, that's who I am. That's my identity, like I talked about in the label podcast episode. Your childhood. So that reminds me that, and I think I, I actually mentioned this recent on a recent episode, that my mom is almost 81, and she had my brother when she was 17. So she started as you know a child raising children. By the time she was 20, she had three of us. And she's doing a lot of lamenting now and kind of going back over her life. And, and she says this repeatedly to me that, um, you know, I wasn't such a great mom. And, you know, I drug you kids through a lot of stuff. And, and I keep telling her, really, if we're still carrying that around and we're in our 60s, then shame on us. But the other day she said, well, my kids basically, she was talking, I was right there when she was talking with someone else, essentially saying to them, my kids had to raise themselves. So I looked at her and said, well, you know what then, mom? I'd say we did a pretty good job, didn't we? Hey, we're good at that raising ourselves stuff. And we kind of, you know, laughed about it. But, you know, that's the point. The point being, we could stay stuck back there and go, well, then that happened. And that was sad. And my mom was young and she did this. And my dad left. And all of that is true. It's all a part of my story. It's all a part of who I am. But to stay stuck back there when there's so much left in life. You're a single mother. Well, that was it. Blew that one. Let's see. Got divorced. Raising kids on my own. Never wanted to do that. Hey, that's on my list too. I mean, I stayed long past. My husband cheated on me when we were married for two and a half months. And I didn't want to be a divorced person. So I stayed with him and had two kids. You know, things didn't work out. And I was a single mom at, at when my kids were one and three. And, but I stayed with him because I didn't want to be that label. I didn't want to be that divorced person. And um, anyway, long story short is that what if I would have said, well, that's it. Okay, well, that didn't work out. So that's what I am now. I wouldn't have Rich, who I've been married to for 25 years now. Speaking of Rich, when Rich was, I think, 15, his little brother was less than a year and a half younger than him, Bradley, which is really funny because my younger brother's named Bradley too. And, uh, but Bradley died at school suddenly. They didn't know anything was wrong with him. And it turned out there was something wrong with his heart. Nobody had any idea. And he just was walking with a projector from one room to the other. Those of you who are old enough to know, we used to actually have projectors. You young people are going, huh, what's that? <laughs> but you've seen it in the old black and white movies, right? The projector that had the, the film on a, on a big cartridge. And we would, I did that at one point. I got assigned to do that. And so you would wheel them from room to room when it was time for these classrooms to watch some kind of a movie. And so anyway, he's transporting one of these, literally just as a little elementary school from one room back to the office, I think. And he just collapsed. And my husband lived in this little Mayberry town in the Bay Area. And he, they had literally at the end of, you know, two blocks away was the firehouse. 
and they couldn't get there in time. He, there was no reviving him. He died right then. And you know, back then we didn't really talk about things as much. People kind of kept to themselves and, and went through grief on their own. And so they never really processed it probably like we would today. Like think about how I'm, you know, here's the thing. I, you see me processing, well, you don't really see me processing grief because you don't see me when I have to cry. But um, I'm publicly kind of going through this process, which is weird because I'm actually a very emotionally private person. So you don't see what we do on the inside. But, you know, it's, it's no secret. Basically, what I share with you is what we do. But they, they didn't really do that. And so I really think about how easy it would have been for Rich to put that period on the end of his sentence to say, you know, my brother died. I became an only child overnight. And this still hurts. I mean, him, of course. The other day he said to me, just out of the blue, he doesn't talk about it a lot, but the other day he goes, oh, I know what it was. We had a Mother's Day here. So it was just, a, you know, a couple of days ago when I'm recording this. And um, we, afterwards I said something like, oh, isn't it just so nice that we're able to do, you know, whatever. And he goes, just think, Bradley and his family would be here today. I wonder what they'd be like. And, you know, so it was that moment. So, of course, that it still makes him sad. But he never allowed that to define him. As a matter of fact, if Rich talks about his childhood, if you ever have heard him, he will say, I had a Mayberry childhood. For those of you old enough to know about Mayberry RFD, you know, and Andy Griffith and all that, he had this little charmed childhood. And he talks about all the kids playing together. And he rarely says even a comma, but this happened. So he definitely did not put a period at the end of that sentence and it could, would have been easy to do so. My dad literally abandoned me. I mean, it's the nuttiest thing, right? I mean, why wouldn't he want to be around me? Uh, but he, for whatever reason, because he's got his own problems, it has nothing to do with me. He, I haven't, talked to him. He just dropped out of my life for the most recent time in 2000. It was right after Jamie was, when Jamie was shot, never heard from him after she was shot the first time. That was in 2004. Never heard from him. Not a word, not a peep. Never said, gee, sorry, your daughter got shot. Uh, let's see. Didn't, didn't get any flowers or a card or anything when she was murdered. <laughs> so 2004, what is that? Almost 20 years now. Yep. I haven't heard a peep. So, um, there's no period in the end of that sentence, trust me. He's the one that's missing out. I've got thousands of painful memories. No period is going on the end of any of those sentences. Definitely, with Jamie's addiction, that could be a period. Her death, her murder, period. Well, we can't put a period because we've got a murder trial, but you know what I'm saying? As far as who you are, your story needs a comma. Because whatever it is you're going through, there's more. There's more to it. My friend Pamela was a single mother at 17, and her parents sent her to a convent when she was pregnant. They actually tried to get her to abort the child. And this, of course, is many, many, many years ago, or give it up for adoption. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, and she refused. They tried to bribe her with money. What did she call them? The four C's. I can't remember. It was like college, cash, car. I don't remember what the other one was. And um, she wouldn't do it. And they basically turned their back on her. And about three months later, she was standing on their doorstep on Christmas, 17-year-old girl with a baby saying, no, you can't do this to us. 
This is your grandchild. Man, that took a lot of courage, didn't it? Well, it turned out that Shauna had some type of uh, disability that basically she she's the sweetest thing ever. She's, uh, I think she'll be 50 this year. And she's about a 12-year-old with her little sweet childlike personality and her chitter-chatter and just this beautiful little soul. But that's a lifelong commitment, right, for this child. And I'm sure that her parents were going, see, I told you, you should have just, you know, done that. Um, and, but she's never put a period on the end of that sentence. She's always kept fighting. She's fought for her daughter. Her daughter actually ended up with a, a tumor just a few years ago on her uh, thyroid gland that was cancerous. And they nicked her vocal cords. And she now, in the surgery, and now she has a trach in her. And if you were around that little trio, because Shauna's married to Adrian, if you were around that trio of, of Pamela and her daughter and son-in-law, You'd think that life was just nothing but happiness. It's pretty incredible. Thank God she didn't put a period at the end of her story because she helps has helped hundreds of charities with the work that she has done with her business and organization of charities. She has just really done so much good work in her life, in her professional and personal life. So thankful she didn't put a period at the end of her sentence. Recently, I met a woman named Brenda, and her she has a son who has autism to the degree that he wears diapers. He's in his 30s. As a matter of fact, his birthday is the same day as my son Sean's, and I think he's a year older, though. And so it's definitely lifelong care. He's not verbal. And then her other son is in prison. He's lived so many years of his life, I think around 20 years in, in addiction and in and out of prison. And she has a great career. She's remarried to, I haven't met him, but seems like a wonderful man. And she has a charity, a 501c3 called Purpose in the Pain Retreats. At least that's the retreat that she has. And it's here in the Phoenix area. And is reaching out to help others find purpose in their pain. An incredible story. Incredible woman. Thank God Brenda did not put a period at the end of her sentence. My niece, Darian, was in addiction for many years, and she's my youngest brother Brad's stepdaughter, but it's a daughter to him. I mean, she's a niece to me. And her story is, is I mean, there's a lot that she went through. There's a lot that was done to her and situations that she was involved in, and she kept fighting she didn't put a period at the end of her addiction sentence. And she's married now, and it was very difficult for her to even consider having children because of her husband's situation. Long story short, she's a mom of twins. Thank you, Darian, for not putting a period at the end of your sentence. My friend Julie was raised for part of her life in a cult. And when she was 18, she went to college. She never had anything to do with the cult personally. And she had a very divided family and not, I mean, basically no support because her father had passed away and she had very little support. She had support from a really wonderful grandfather, but 
she had no support from her mother and, you know, just a fractured family. And she was a single mom when she was young and she has always been a fighter. She never put a period at the end of that sentence. She rarely even talks about that part of her life. Thank God Julie didn't put a period at the end of her sentence. My friend Mana, she wrote a book called Made for More. It's a big, thick book, and it is so worth reading. She went through so much, I don't even know where to begin. As a Chinese girl and then a Chinese-Canadian girl, and she she's now uh, lives in the U.S. and is an American citizen, but she went through a laundry list of challenges, and any one of them could have taken her out. Any one of them could have been a period at the end of her sentence. Today, Mana is a very accomplished woman. She's a strong woman of faith. She's my prayer warrior. She's like a sister to me. She's a mentor to me. She's actually speaking at Warriors and Hope 2023. I'm so honored that she would consider doing that for me and for all of you. And that's going to be in October in Phoenix. And, and she, wait until you meet her. You will probably hit your knees afterwards and say, thank you, God, that Manna didn't put a period at the end of any of her life stories. Any of those periods of time that no one would blame her for putting a period after. And the list goes on and on. I actually wrote some notes here and jotted down a few people's names. And I just got story after story of people who refused to put a period at the end of their sentence, right? Isn't it tempting? What happens though, when you do that, when you stick that period at the end of a situation is most likely you will find yourself in victim land. That's why we put the period there. This terrible thing happened to me. The end period, right? No. Why? don't you consider placing a comma, right? Hey, I was going to look up. I thought I looked it up, but I probably don't have to. We all went through English, you know, in first grade or whatever, right? Let's just think about it. A period means the end of a thought, the end of a sentence, right? It's the end. That That's how you know when you're reading something. Okay, that's the end of that thought. Now let's go on to the next one. Now, if you have two connecting thoughts, you could put a period and then start over, but they work better. They make more sense when you're reading it. If it goes, this is the thought, comma, and then you continue on, and then you put a period. I really want to encourage you. Do not put a period at the end of any piece or part of your life story. No. When God decides that your life is over, that you take your last breath, that this time on earth is finished, that's when you're allowed to put a period at the end. That's it. That's the end. That's the period. The only other time I think it's okay to put a period at the end of a sentence is if you are ending the victim phase. You're ending the, you know, I'm the mom of an addict phase. Put the period at the end of that sucker, okay? If it's something detrimental that you've gotten out of, fine. 
But most of these situations that you're tempted to put a period on and stop and stop growing and stop becoming more and refusing to use your story for good, they do not deserve a period. It's time for a comma. Because your life story is not written yet, my friend. It is not. It is far from over. No matter how old you are, what you've been through, where you sit today, how it looks, what you think about the future, none of that matters because you have no idea who you might meet tomorrow, what door could open, what creative thought could come into your brain, what way in which you could reach out and touch one other person's life. So start believing. Start believing. I'm living proof. So many people around you, if you start looking, are living proof that there is way more to life after whatever difficult period you are in today. Choose a comma, my friend. And if there's any way I can help you, I'm happy to do so. Email me at hello at ValerieSilvera.com. Go to ValerieSilvera.com and check out my resources, Warriors and Hope. I would love to meet your beautiful face in Phoenix in October. It will be worth any sacrifice you have to make to get there. Until the next time, never forget that you are not alone because I am standing and fighting right there with you.